Currently in Lynchburg, we have 65 degrees in Danville. It is uh, 64 degrees in Danville. And uh, at the Roanoke-Blacksburg Regional Airport, uh, pretty much the same. Uh, it's uh, not quite not quite as warm there, uh, but still pretty warm. 56. It'd be warm at out 8:06. there. So we do our Friday funnies normally. Mm-hmm. Um, our president makes it into the Friday funnies today. Well, see, and interesting, because just last week, we had one of Obama's uh, guy, one of the people who guided his his whole campaign. Right, right. Who said, you know, the Bidenomics message isn't resonating with people. And the problem is they need to let President Biden get out amongst the people because he's so good mm. at, at connecting with the people. So just let him get out there and, and speak directly to the people and then everything will be okay. And so this week, he's done just that. It's our Friday Funny of the Day. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Mm. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's funny. They thought it was we're, funny. We're still not sure what they were laughing about. Right. Have we figured out what they were laughing about? I don't know. No. Something about the women of America and beer. We'll teach Donald Trump a yeah. valuable lesson. Mm. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. Beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. That's who they're putting up to run against Donald Trump. Trump's got his own issues, but he doesn't have those kind of issues. And he mistaken Nancy Pelosi for Nikki Haley, you know, in a speech. He called Nikki Haley, Nancy Pelosi, like three times in a speech. And now they're saying, hey, well, you know, he's he's deranged. He's losing his marbles. Well, Biden doesn't have any more marbles to lose, I'm afraid. Mm. But, yeah, he's articulating clearly to the American people. Yeah, he is. That second one about the beer in the Great Lakes, I have no. I could sort of figure out the first one, mm-hmm. but the second one, not at all. So, yeah, I, I don't. Apparently, um, the ooh rider, the ooh, you know, whatever rider thing right. that he was saying mm-hmm. um, is the name of the of the beer of the company. I don't okay. I don't know. Maybe he sampled too much of it before the speech. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So, so. <laughs> um, we had somebody comment on the Kansas City story. Yes. Said, uh the man at the house could have been just as drunk and drugged up as the other three. He just didn't go outside, which is what somebody theorized. Well, okay. He was sleeping it off on the sofa. Right. He could have passed out mm-hmm. for 48 hours, though. That's a long why time. Is someone, why is it someone else's responsibility for a drunk person who goes out and dies because he's impaired in sub-zero temperature? So that would mean the Kansas City Chiefs, the stadium, and NFL are responsible because if they didn't have the game in that low temperature, those trunks wouldn't have... Okay, well, I think that's a stretch. Are we not responsible for our own actions? I, I agree that we are responsible uh, for our own actions. So However... guy didn't get up till Tuesday night? If I allow someone to leave my home mm-hmm. who is drunk off their butt right. 
and I let them have their keys and they go and kill somebody, mm-hmm. chances are I would be held yeah, you're somewhat res- responsible yeah, yeah. because he consumed that at my house mm-hmm. and I knew he was in bad shape. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not I was, I, I've seen it happen before. Right. So, okay, let's just play the tape because you are our local crime investigator here. You know, Rose on the on the case. If they all took the same thing, yeah, and he passed out, right. The other guys took the same thing. They went outside. They passed out. Yeah, they were outside. They couldn't withstand the, the elements and died. Right. He stayed inside. He withstood the elements because there were none in there. And I'll, I'll tell you the reason that I'm leaning the way that I'm leaning mm-hmm. is because of the things that I've read by their families. Right. Because they say that they're they're calling this guy. They're reaching out to this guy. They're mm-hmm. going to this guy's house. He wouldn't let him in the house. Right. Um, I, I just think there's more to it. Yeah. And maybe I've watched too many true crime. And maybe they just went out and they did stupid things, you know, play dumb games, win yeah. dumb prizes, well, die they, stupid. Does this make that TV show the dumbest way to, dumbest dumb ways ways to, to die. die or something? I mean, it's it's a pretty dumb way to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're grown men. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're going and popping pills and, and getting drunk off your butt, then yeah, things things are gonna happen. Okay, for sure. But uh, it's just it's well, sad. It's a shame. And and it, I do agree that people are responsible for their own actions. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's at my home and it's sub zero temperatures yeah. and and they're outside in my backyard, I would feel a certain responsibility to try to help them. I mean, I know you felt but responsible I don't drink and take when I ate that lasagna on Christmas Eve, and <laughs> and uh, you know. It was a little hot, but I liked it. Tick on your it tummy. was it was it was one of the spiciest lasagnas I've ever had, and it was good, and I liked it. And it's not like I kissed a girl and I like it, you know. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> the only thing is, I think it was too spicy for some people. Right. So you I, either loved probably, it, probably was, or it was too spicy. Yeah. So, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bill said, "Did they all become incapacitated near the same time?" I don't know. I, I do know that the people, the experts that are weighing in mm-hmm. are leaning into the the theory that it was less likely that it was exclusively alcohol mm-hmm. because it affects different people at different, because they're all different sizes and right. people have different tolerances mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They're assuming, they don't know, they're alleging that there was um Drugs okay. involved. I, and I, need, I need a little time. You, you've studied this a lot more than I have. They went out after the game. Were they originally around a fire pit for a little while? I don't know. Or they just left the I, house? All I know is one was still on the porch and two were in the yard. So maybe one was trying to get back into the house. Maybe. And it was the door was locked and the guy had already passed out inside. Maybe. See, that's that's I the mean, information I, I need to to know. So or I maybe he didn't quite... Time. Maybe he didn't get quite into it. A lot of people have a lot of questions about this yeah. and are going to want to know. And if, um, the, if the guy himself was passed out on the inside, then you're not going to get any. And there's no there's no ring camera that I'm aware of. It's the guy's backyard. I don't know what the backyard looks like. Does it go indefinitely into the woods? Is there another house right behind that house? Here's another theory. In all seriousness, what if it was a bet? And the bet was to see who could stay outside the longest in the cold. Okay. That's very possible. Well, with guys. Guys do stuff like that. Uh, a lot of willpower and determination. 
but then it goes into hypothermia combined right. with alcohol use. It, it could be a lot of things. Right. It's going to be interesting to find out. Autopsy. Yeah. How much is that going to tell them, though? Well, it'll tell them if there's drugs right, involved. Right. It'll say if they died from a uh, drug overdose or hypothermia. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of things that, that that will tell them. What was the show that the body would talk to the to the coroner? It was one of those TV shows. It's like they would sit up and say, don't forget to look for this. It was kind of one of those weird shows. Mm. Maybe that can happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a fantasy world. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Only on CBS at 8 o'clock on Monday nights. <laughs> All right. With three commercial breaks. So there's that. All right. And the Big Bang Theory re- reunion tour. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I mean, it's serious stuff. I, I, it is serious. I, I hope I hope whoever the district attorney, you know, when you get a situation like but this, there's so many you drugs. you got to lock it down. And there's so many drugs that we don't even know, you know, what they what they right. are. Uh, one of the other stories that have, have made a lot of rounds or, you know, or squatters. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the squatters are getting better taste. Oh, they're going for the expensive homes. Well, now uh, uh, in Beverly Hills, squatters have taken over a multi-million dollar mansion, inviting party goers to ravage the party property throughout the all hours of the night. Wow. Neighbors are very frustrated. Squatters have occupied the four-bedroom Beverly Crest Mansion listed on Zillow for $4.6 million. They've been doing this for several months, outraging neighbors. Mm -hmm. The squatters not only appear to be living in the home, but even charge admission. Wow. And advertise late night parties. Holy cow. There's a roaming pit bull with children around. That's uh, gutsy. Says the, the neighbor who lives next door. Right. There are people drunk and stoned, wobbling, walking in and out, and then driving the canyons. Wow. Does someone need to be killed before the police are going to do something? Drug paraphernalia and condoms litter the property. Oh, my. Party goers loiter on the streets from late night to in the morning. This is Beverly Hills, baby. Nearby residents have called the police and fire department to report issues having cars towed away off their private properties. We're concerned for our own safety, the safety of our children, the safety of our homes. Evidently, the people next door, who have a nice pool, um, said, we rented in good faith, and here we are in this situation, having to hire armed security guards to protect us. (laughs) The house was most recently owned by MDRCA Properties, Right. But the company filed for bankruptcy last year. Hmm. Wow. They're squatters. Yeah. The people who are squatting say they knew the former owner and that they invited them to stay there. Okay. But they're squatters. The, uh, the owner that is in foreclosure is the bank. Right. So the bank is working on, on it. And maybe they'll call in the squatter guy. Oh, that's right. The squatter guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of perfected how to deal with that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it's one thing to to squat in a house, you know, in kind of a modest house. But now, you know, they're squatting in mansions. Man. Interesting. Going for the big time. Mm-hmm. 8-7 team here Fresh on Prince of Bel-Air. The Morning Jam. <laughs> the Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
person I'm pretty optimistic I am I'm like like I don't like I'm, I'm large like it's fine I'm confident which is great I think that's the most important thing but like this is mo- like I'm wearing a sweatshirt this is my workout like I'm it's hot and I know they're gonna cut this out because I'm just trying to remember what I was gonna do next I'm like oh I'll talk about oh, that's not it okay oh well, yeah I was just, never mind it doesn't matter I just remembered yay <laughs> Oh, I can relate. I can relate. Oh, my gosh. It happened to me yesterday. No, day before yesterday. I said, that train just left the station. My problem is if I would get right to the point, my wife says, land the plane. I got to play that record yesterday to her. I was tired. I was needing to go to bed. And she she had a meeting at church. and, and And I said, honey, land the plane. Land the plane, right. land the plane, land the plane. Yeah. I am fading fast. I had a friend who was a, a pastor, <laughs> and I would do that to him right. when he was preaching. Right. Oh, because he would he would circle would you, and he would be and he so would be what, getting ready. Did you get up and like put your arms straight out and go? No, I was. I, oh, you I were did, doing like you I were did guiding. the airline. I did like the airline. Oh, like, like the, with the, the yellow thing. lit yeah. up cones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to bring her down because he he could be a good speaker but he could never flipping end it he would almost get there right. and then he would go on for another 10 minutes wow and then he would almost get there and then he would and so i got to the point to where it would be like okay so you're done were were you like in the sound booth doing that or were you on the front Heck row no doing that? i was right up front i was because i was on the praise team oh okay like we're, we're gonna need to you know <laughs> And, and I even said, this, this, you know how in the award shows, they start playing the oh, wrap-up yeah, music? The music? This yeah. is the wrap-up music, okay? Right. come on, bring her in. Yeah. Bring her in. Lug- I, luggage is waiting to be and, unloaded. And I may or may not have coordinated with the piano player a time or two. Oh, really? So they yeah. start, like, start playing, playing some music? Start playing the invitation. Start playing the invitation. Just as Here I am, yeah. without one plea. I'm doing this as a favor. You are welcome, sir. <laughs> hey, um, have you been watching The Wolf Moon the wolf did you moon. see it did you see it it was still out no, this morning really and it was quite beautiful i didn't notice i'm sorry i was uh, looking for deer you can check our um our thread we had several listeners oh okay send in pictures uh photos oh, of it okay yeah um of course january full moon also known as the ice moon uh the old moon the that kind of moon. thing wow. um but it's yeah snow moon is coming in february okay but but we might get glimpses of it still even even tonight but i saw it this morning okay. and it was quite beautiful nice if you didn't get a chance okay. to see it you know 
you need to do that because it's pretty cool. All right. Uh, did you um, did you see where if you can stay off your phone for a month, you could win $10,000? What? Yeah. Of course, I did the voting thing on whether or not you think um, social media is toxic. 89% who took it said they thought it was. I, I would agree. Yeah. This might be a good way to get over that. Mm. Uh, Six Dairy, which specializes in Icelandic-style yogurt, is offering $10,000 to participants who can be part of a digital detox program. Okay. It says, we believe in the power of living a simpler life with fewer distractions. Yeah. One of the biggest distractions is our phone. Hmm. In fact, the average person spends five and a half hours a day on their phone. I was just checking my screen time for the week. Yeah. 5.4. Got to look at the phone to get that. Because it pops up every week. Mm-hmm. So if you successfully keep away from the screen, you'll also win a smart smartphone lockbox. <laughs> okay. And a flip phone with a one-month prepaid SIM card. Wow, that's where I want to go. Back to the future. Hey, the flip phones are really nice oh, I know. now. Hey, I have a They're lot. like all one Oh, yeah. Thing. One solid yeah. screen. and Yeah. And much, much smaller. Yeah. As an added bonus, selected participants who win will really receive... Three months worth of Siggy's yogurt. It's very good yogurt. Well, I've see, had you, it. You could win me there, it's, maybe. It's delicious. Is there a peanut butter yogurt? If we could get you on some yogurt and off of some of these other things, your sausage, sausage and cookies. Right. <laughs> Mark's wife sent me a picture <laughs> of a guy busting out of his shirt <laughs> saying, this is Mark eating Peg's leftovers of her cookies. <laughs> Peggy doesn't deserve that. <laughs> Peggy doesn't, but, you know, you might. Well, okay. If, if, honest to goodness, people, okay, if I ate as much as I talk about me eating, let's just say that, that the chair in the old studio I would need to use, which was from, <laughs> for an oversized person. Person, that's true. And I, I'm just saying. That is true. I don't need it. Well, I am a little bit large. I think I've been living large since about thirty-five when my metabolism, you know, flipped the proverbial bird to me and said, I ain't working the rest of your life, you dingbat. Or, you know, you've you've used up all your Q in your M and M's and your <laughs> Reese cups. Well, the Reese cups are officially done. Thank you, Doug and Cindy. Oh, okay. They're, they're officially done. The empty box sits there as a reminder of their love for me and a reminder that I need to slow down on the Reese cups and the sausage. You know what my husband did last night at about quarter till eight? Now you got to remember he's been on night shift for a while, and now right. he's on. So yeah, Mark's metabolism runs like an eighteen-year-old male. And and why does it run like an because he works out twenty-eight hours a day? He he, he, work, he works out a lot, and he builds up his muscle, and yeah. muscle burns more and, calories. And it, and it than, does, and it does. I, I just I don't live and that lifestyle. It just does. So I, I have there's too many, that too many things going on so he is like popping a whole ro- I, he's in the kitchen and i said what are you doing and of course i'd fed him a salad yesterday right <laughs> which is just like you know yeah. uh, gerbil a, food said, but it really was it was very hearty right. it was the one off five and nine right. it was the, the grinder salad oh, the grinder salad yeah so i said what are you doing and he's like nothing i'm like yes you are <laughs> and he goes he goes okay here's a hint and it thumped on the, on right. the counter. And I was, was like... Was it ice cream? I don't have in, any idea. No. He was popping open a can of of cinnamon buns. Oh, you're kidding. No. Now, 
It's been sitting in our refrigerator for almost two months. Okay, it's about to expire. He and bought he's them the two months ago, <laughs> and I guess he thought I was going to make them for him. Right. I'm not. I'm not responsible right. for that. Right. So he popped those things open, and right. our whole house smelled like cinnamon rolls. Well, so not a bad smell. It's not. Could be worse. Not, but he's eating cinnamon rolls at eight o'clock at night. Well. Oh well. Uh, one more positive story before we... Only not, one? Yes. Okay. A statue that went missing from a Louisville, Kentucky city mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Who has been has been returned to the city by a man who had it in his backyard. Oh, you you are kidding me. No. Where did you get that? Oh, They're I like, just, I wow, it. that's a really fancy, expensive-looking sculpture. <laughs> David Greer said his father worked on a renovation project in 96 and took at it the home. Belvedere. Wow. An elevated event space in downtown Louisville mm-hmm. when he brought the statue home. How about that? They're not going to miss that. Dad said they tossed it to the side, and he asked if he could have it. Oh, okay. So they did dispose of it. Okay. And and they said, sure. Interesting. And that's when it began life at his house. Okay. It uh, it depicts the Greek pa- god Pan playing the flute. Mm-hmm. He said, I didn't have any idea what it was. I mean, it's a little guy playing a flute. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's art. That's what his sister right. said. So she decided to do some research mm-hmm. and discovered that the Louisville Arts Department had been searching for the artwork. Really? And realized that a, that a mistake had been made. Okay. Uh, statue was in good condition. Yeah. Uh, despite three decades of not Be- having proper upkeep. And yeah, sure. Probably every neighborhood dog is making Pan it. his <laughs> <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> pan, Pan. Uh, so, anyway, it's back where it belongs. And Pan's getting his update and everything yeah. is well. Getting a facelift. I guess so. <laughs> guys, we'll see you on Monday. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I said guys. No, it's, it's only 8.30. Currently in Danville this morning, we have 64 degrees in Lynchburg, 65 degrees in Roanoke, not quite as warm in uh, Roanoke, uh, the Roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport, 59 right now. Convince my host to stay for an extra half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to start the weekend, baby. Apparently. I am ready. That's okay, though, because that's that's the kind of thing that I would say. And you would say, Mark, we still have a half hour. I know. I didn't have his creme brulee, I swear. Yeah, she didn't. Mm-hmm. I, no, I keep I keep pretty close wraps on, on that. On that, yeah. You don't share and, very and, well with others. And I also with others. close wraps on my marijuana. Um, you know, you had the story earlier in the first hour about the folks bringing in the the luggage, and I said it was headed over to uh, Rona College because Rona College, that would be the cannabis and the marijuana pot, Mary Jane, whatever. Uh, Rona College has announced the first of its kind program starting this fall. Students at the college will have the option to major or minor in doobies. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about cannabis studies. As the first Virginia college to implement something like this, faculty members are just jubilate. Jubilation everywhere and a lot of smoke in the uh, teacher's lounge. Just kidding about that last part. Faculty members say they want to be a leader in the Commonwealth, increasing education and understanding about the rapid growing industry. And it is. There's nothing you're going to do about stopping it. They better educate themselves on it. At this point, you know, uh, we we do, uh, although, have some interesting facts that have come out of, you know, Colorado about this that, that aren't so promising because they legalized pot quite a long time ago, and they've been tracking it. Anyways, the program has a core curriculum.
curriculum for all cannabis students. No, I haven't been smoking any myself this morning. I just can't read. Every student will have the same exposure to societal, psychological, historical, and botanical backgrounds after that course is complete. They can choose which style they like, Colombian gold or, you know, off the streets. So there you go. You need a nap after that? I added that last part. There's no Colombian gold. That's what we used to smoke in the 70s, though. Back in the day. Did you all get any relative, relevant information? Hey, you can out major of that. or minor in it at Rona College. Okay. That's that's the gist of there the story. There it is. Attention <laughs> of folks in the Hill City. The Department of Public Works has announced a temporary lane closure that you need to be aware of. It starts today. Uh, it is on Campbell Avenue, 2617 Campbell Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're inspecting the Campbell Avenue bridge there. Oh. Uh, the closure is starting right about now and yeah. it's going to last until till uh noon okay and flagging operation will be in place uh that's at least the expected time frame drivers okay. should expect delays use caution while traveling through the area yeah. and just be aware of that slowdown this morning okay my other stories have to deal with pot because it's so much no in the news. no more so i can't no more i just can't go there none of those no more you can do another one <laughs> do another one i i don't i don't you know, okay, I do have the one about Governor Youngkin signs an executive order on AI. He signed the That's executive order, uh, and uh, Andrew Wheeler, director of the Office of Regulatory Management, said the executive order puts in place two sets of standards. One is for the policy standards on AI, and the other is its IT requirements for AI. There are also guidelines for the use of AI in education from kindergarten to post-secondary any industry or any type of uh, job will probably being used will be using ai in some fashion as uh, you know as we walk into the future which is you know the future is tomorrow so anyway it's going to be out there we have to figure out ways to sort of keep a lid on it because if you watch any you know movies or whatever you think it and you listen to some of the news stories you think it's literally building itself and doubling its own knowledge in like two days i saw a picture uh yesterday of somebody that had, had gone in and and done some pictures now i think i think i can tell when they're ai they mm-hmm. they, they look a little too glossy a little right. too you know um but it basically had all these photos with trump and biden hanging out oh i saw that they were b- baking together and that kind of stuff that well yeah I, I, they were eating together right, they right. were sitting together they were standing out in the woods together i think they, they were, were like at a grill like cooking stuff in a barbecue, know. the one I saw. Um, but uh, and they they look like accurate. they could have been real, yeah. except they both look far too happy to be in the same <laughs> space. Other than that, right? <laughs> you knew that wasn't right. Uh, Joe, four you years, need to turn over the sausage. It's not quite cooked yet. Oh, thank you, Donald. Four years <laughs> after the former Bedford Middle School burned down, plans to redevelop the property are in full swing. Uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, Bedford woke up to the former historic middle school in flames. Bedford Fire Department uh, said it happened just before 3 a.m. Firefighters got to the scene to find heavy fire showing from the, the building. And uh, and it had uh, burned through uh, the, the quickly spread from one end of the building to the other through numerous voids between the original roof system and a new roof that was mm. installed about 15 years ago. Um, before the former school went up in flames, uh, former leaders said that the middle school was con- 
was to be converted into a 60-unit apartment complex. Mm. After the fire, the entire world shut down due to COVID, which slowed the development down even more. Uh, Beavertown manager said that uh, he remembers where he was when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot of rumors about that. Do you remember that? A lot of people were saying the fire wasn't accidental, right, that there was more to the story. Right, they wanted to sort of revamp the building because they were going to convert it into right. something. Well, we can get yeah. the insurance company to pay for it. Yeah, there was a lot of those rumors mm-hmm. going on then, none of which is being mentioned in this right. article. Uh, the Walkshaw development broke ground and started the redevelopment project. Um, but due to the pandemic, supply chain issues, they delayed and pushed back. It says there have been some frustrations but we think that's due in part to the fact that everything wants everything to just be done. Mm-hmm. And it's just been very stressful. Sure. Uh, they are saying that crews are actively working again and that the buildings are on track to be finished. Uh, he said the 60-unit apartment complex, which is in the uh, Bedford Middle School, will be completed this fall. And the building next to it, that's the yellow building, right, mm-hmm. that they always talk about? Yeah, uh, which will be a hotel, mm-hmm. should be completed by 2025. So we'll see okay. if that, that one's hard won mm-hmm. right there, seems like. So I have one more Friday funny I want to squeeze in. This okay. One about too soon. The song Too Soon, mm-hmm. like mentioning something too soon. Right. Yeah, much like, like our somebody listener. somebody dies. And our listener did it. Did it earlier. A little while yeah, ago, thing, yeah. And, and, are they involved with the Clintons or something? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing says comedy like you're grounded, young lady. (laughs) Love your energy, Utah. (laughs) Love it. Okay, we're gonna do sing long, but you gotta promise sing long. It's uh, my my closing bit, and it's uh, it's fun. It's a little it's a little dark, (laughs) but then maybe it'll balance how light it is in here. And maybe it'll be neutral then. Um, but the song goes like this. You'll sing. Too soon. Way too soon. Please don't joke about it. It's way too soon. Okay, so JFK, super handsome, horrible headshot. <laughs> I think we've healed. I'm gonna keep going. And then the chorus. Stephen Hawking once said, I don't believe in God. Well, he didn't say it. Exactly what I told you I was going to do. Wow. So, yeah. And some of them I couldn't play. They were a little too dark. Oh, oh my. It went a little too far. Yeah, it went too far. Well, here's a story that's not dark. Okay. It's it's pretty great, actually. Uh, There is a, a group called Renovation Alliance. All right. And they have been awarded $50,000 in funding from the Marion and Willie Camp Fund for Elder Care 
of community foundations serving Western Virginia. Okay. And these funds will be used to rebuild the homes of at least six homeowners over the age of 60 who need critical or necessary home repairs and are unable to afford the repairs. Okay. That could include roof replacements, heating and cooling system repairs and replacements, plumbing and electrical repairs, and home accessibility modifications. Okay. They work with volunteers and local professional contractors throughout the year to rebuild the home of the persons in need. And they completed 209 repairs on 82 homes in the cities of Roanoke and Salem and the counties of Roanoke, Botetot, Craig, Floyd, and Franklin. Okay. The average gross household incomes of homeowners served by this organization is under 23000 The average cost of repair is more than 5000 I was going to say, $50,000 can be gone through really quickly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Very, it very sure quickly. Can. It sure can. But it looks like that by partnering with people in those industries, they're able to come in and, and work in those underserved communities. Right. So if you know someone who falls into that category, maybe they have some needs, uh, particularly when you get into roofing and electric and plumbing needs. Yep, yep. Those things have got to be stayed on top of or they can become much oh, bigger yeah. problems. Yeah. And you got to have the right people doing it. Yeah. You can reach out to the organization's website or there is a, a number you can call. Uh, their website is Reno, R-E-N-O. V-A, as in Virginia, T-E-A-L-L. Okay. Okay? Um, R-E-N-O-V-A-T-E-A-L-L, and that's .org. And that's that's good stuff that yeah, they're that's, doing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. All right. Okay, so we're going to go to break, and yeah, then we'll come back. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 now we will wrap up our Friday, <laughs> because apparently Janet thought it was 30 minutes earlier. I don't know what uh, kind of time I'm on. Maybe the right. wolf moon threw me off. <laughs> what could be? Maybe. No! <laughs> I feel like I should be doing that. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Handyman's a good thing to have. Yeah, it's true. Keeps your house in, in order. Of course, you know, you got to make sure he's your handyman, <laughs> not somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> we had, yeah, yeah. We used to have a, a guy in the neighborhood uh, 
and and he was he literally was the neighborhood handyman. Oh, okay. There were a lot of widows right in in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he that man retired, and oh my lord, I'm sure he was ready to go back to work. Ran him ragged. Huh? Ran him ragged. <laughs> Every one of those little oh, widow wow. ladies had a honeydew list for him. Sure, all the time, and he was so sweet. He was so sweet to do it. <laughs> he just um, wanted to retire. Leonard, Leonard was just. Oh, okay. he was so good. Yeah, and I, I'd say, Janie, where's Leonard? He is. Oh, he's up at so-and-so's, or he's over it. Oh, he's geez. fixing a faucet, or right. he's doing yeah. This is great. He was the area handyman. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of things that, uh, you know, I, I think I might be able to to handle. Okay. Um, uh, dares that I might be willing to take. This is not one of them. A Polish woman broke a Guinness World Record. Right. By spending three hours, six minutes, and 45 seconds standing in a box filled up to her neck with ice oh wow okay i don't i don't think i could do it i I, mean maybe at one point you would just not you just didn't feel anything anymore right right um it was just short of the male version which was three hours 11 minutes and 27 seconds i I, i'm and i'm surprised because in the the test on mythbusters the women always won with oh, the okay. pain of having the ice, your hand in the ice. Oh, it was uh, the women that won. Yeah, see, I, no. All of them. I just, just I don't. Not, no. So, Mm-mm. my son, Bryce. Right. And my husband, Mark, were talking about how how good it is for you. Oh. To plunge in ice. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It, it's good for your joints. It's good for your muscles. Interesting. I mean, it, it's good for your, it just, it's just good for so you. So, is this why those football players soak themselves in ice? I don't in know ice, how they do it, but yeah, it is. Ice tubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe Namath was famous for that. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> Mark goes, I'm going to do it. I'm oh. going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to go down and I'm going to run a tub. I'm like, no, you're not. You couldn't even get in the pool in Florida. <laughs> Because it wasn't in February, because it wasn't as warm as you wanted it to be. There is no way, right? You're going to be submerging yourself. See, that's all you need to do, though, is dare the guy. Well, that's true. And so, what he ended up doing was he turned the water on really cold. And I said, "How long did you did you make it?" And he said, "About thirty seconds." <laughs> and I said, "And how did you count? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not thirty seconds, buddy. But nice try. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, good, good for you, Ladybug. I'm. That's I. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. N- no way. Yeah. I could do it. I just can't. No. When I first, uh, when I first moved to Lynchburg, mm-hmm. one of the places that we would go to do remote sometimes was a place called Sunken Gardens. Do you remember Sunken Gardens? It was a big pet store. They had a lot yes, of birds. I d- yes, and, I do. Yeah, r- really the cool store. The name rung a bell, and then I had to think. Lots of uh, exotic fish and stuff. I mean, right. very, very cool right. store. Well, they had a bird in that store Right. that was a little bit naughty. Uh-oh. Was this one of those talking birds? Oh, it was a talker. <laughs> and it had some words that it oh. wasn't supposed to say. Oh, well, and it overheard people saying them, though. Sure. And it would steal <laughs> stuff. Like, it would took my keys one time. Okay. And I'd laid them on that thing, and it had taken my keys, and it, like, climbed all the way up to the top and still had my keys. A very mischievous little thing. So when you asked for them back, what did it do? Flip you beep, the bird? Beep, 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 Yeah, it, it, it had a mouth on it. Right. Officials at a British zoo okay. said that a group of infamously foul-mouthed parrots 
that were isolated from the rest of the flock, apparently for being potty mouths, oh boy. are being moved in with the rest of the chatty birds in the hopes of cleaning up their oh, language. So you put it with other birds. Now, I could see this going horribly no, wrong. I could see it going the other way. You, you now you got a bunch of cussers. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you walked in on a yeah, bunch of Navy sailors that are drunk. They're going to get Sorry, much Navy better sailors. reaction from people when they're cussing. Sure? So what are oh, they going to yeah. be more drawn to? Well, sure. The uh, Lincolnshire Wildlife Park famously received the five African gray parrots from different owners in 2020. And the new arrivals spent their time in quarantine oh teaching each other naughty words, apparently. They you all seem to like my lingo. Apparently, all of them knew some bad words. Right. Now, all of them know all the bad words. Oh, uh, they were removed from the rest of the zoo's flock to keep them from teaching their bad habits to dozens <laughs> of other parrots. Officials said the recent arrival of three more potty mouth parrots led them to make the decision to put all eight of the cussing birds in with the rest of the parrots. I don't think this is See, a this, good idea. This has got to be a. Uh, an episode somewhere on a tv show it just would be hilarious i'm sorry we've put eight really really offensive swearing parents in parrots and with 92 non-swearing ones right and when we came to move them uh the language that came out of their carrying boxes was phenomenal yes really bad not normal swear words (laughs) these were proper very creative Uh, Nichols said the keepers are hoping the swearing parents will learn new sounds from the rest of the flock instead of the other way around. He said, good Lord, we could end up with 100 swearing parents on our hands. Only time will tell. He said integrating the parrots with the rest of the flock is worth the risk. Is it? I don't know. You got to do a cost analysis on this thing. Parrots are flock creatures. They need to be with other parrots. The bigger the flock, the happier they are. Well, don't teach them to say flock. That could go wrong. Well, yeah. Meet the flockers. Meet the flockers. <laughs> Even though they swear the welfare of the birds have to come first, the yeah. zoo has had to post signs <laughs> warning <laughs> visitors about potential foul language. Wow. The swearing parrots have actually proven to be popular. I know. How pathetic is that? Well, I. That's it. They're probably now it's going to be a draw. Well, it's they're probably being treated for their bad behavior. And, you know, treats bring more bad behavior. We did hear a lot more customers swearing at parrots than we did parrots swearing at customers. See, this is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because now you can't even take your kids in. No. Although in today's world, you've got these horrible, horrible parents. I know. Taking videos of their kids cussing and flipping the bird like it's the most adorable thing since yeah. sliced bread so them grind know. on each other like they're oh lord i haven't seen that blah, I, have. Blah, blah, blah. No. I have unfortunately i don't need that visual yeah all right guys have a uh, have a great day and uh great weekend we'll see you on monday look forward to that and as mark would say make today awesome yeah and the weekend <laughs>